This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Was Jr. On this show, we're going to be talking about the end of the Chargers season, or are we? It's alive. To get into this and a, a lot more, I'm joined by Dan King. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Was just cold, cold, always cold. It is cold. Uh, it is, I mean, that's it's actually we've actually got a polar bear in my back garden crying. <laughs> it's that cold. It is. We're in the right hemisphere, anyway. Say again. Yeah, it's about it's about minus four at the moment. So, yeah, we it's, went to um, work the other morning. I've, I've been feeling ill all week. Uh, scratchy cough, sneezing. Um, if I break into a sneezing fit, anybody apologise in advance. It was minus six and a half, but. I know where you are. You haven't got any snow, but further in our beautiful county of Essex, um, there's still six to seven inches of hard packed snow uh, on on the verges and and the streets that have not been cleared. Yeah, we've um, had no snow, but plenty of ice. Our car park is an ice rink. Um, for those in Fahrenheit, minus four is twenty five Fahrenheit. So that's that's kind of where we're at. We're in the twenties comfortably. Um, and this is, is the thing. Just cold. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the weather because this is this is quite. We're British. We have to. We have to. <laughs> you know, in Canada, in the states, in places like you know the French Alps, Germany, Switzerland, everybody adapts. They've got their sh- snow shovels. They've got their uh, implements to clean the snow off the car. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got blankets. They've got perishable goods in the trunk of their vehicle. What did I see the other day? Driving into work, people without the lights on people with snow stacked on top of the cars. I was thinking, what a uh, bunch of morons. It's just, there's just a complete lack of common sense in Britain um, across the board. And as soon as it starts snowing, everybody starts to lose their uh, minds and, and does exactly what they shouldn't be doing. Um colleague of mine said the other day he was driving to a local supermarket, a lady braked, all the, all the snow off the roof, slid forward all over a windscreen. She couldn't clear it. And nobody gave her a hand because it's her own fault. You know, even with the sleeve of your jacket, you can you can clear most of the snow off the car. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, Dan. Yeah, and it's it's wild. Like um de-icer <laughs> has been sold out in Colchester all week. No, nowhere. Can't get it. Well, but, do you know what know, I use elbow grease? Elbow grease is a good one. Um and a trustill credit card. You'd be yep. surprised. How effective! I don't use the icer. One, it's not good for the environment. Two, this yeah. is much more effective. I um, um, I stick with the the old scraper and the old um, scraper. Me one side, the wife the other side. Just and I was listening to a colleague at work the day saying, "Oh, we pour hot water on the windscreen. Do not do no. that. Not unless you, you will break the glass insurance for a new exactly. Well, it, it's good if you're um." If you're a windscreen provider, yes, yeah. please put hot water on your windscreen and we'll come replace it. But you know, it, you, you look at um, you look at the NFL right now. It's that time of the year where you know, the snow's falling. In certainly in the northern parts of the states, and I'm pretty sure the people of uh, up in New York State, um, you know, are not having the same sort of issues or seeing the same. Yeah, sort of issues. yeah. Go 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 to any game at Lambeau. You'll be you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I do love watching snow games, though. It's always, always such a an interesting thing to watch because obviously, like sport here, kind of just stops when it snows. 
Um, so to see some of those snow games in Buffalo or Green Bay or Minnesota, it's always it's always good to see and just ends up being such a defensive slog of who can actually keep hold of the ball because it's cold. And of course, when we're talking about snow and football, we have got the greatest snow game ever. The freezer uh, bowl. Yeah, the freezer bowl. After, after that the... Miami game to then go into Cincinnati <laughs> and just freeze. Freeze, yeah. Chargers lost uh, 27-7. Uh, um, shut out for basically three quarters. Um, yeah, was it minus? Minus, minus something. But yeah, it was it was minus a lot. Um, oh, there you go. Minus 59 Fahrenheit. I've, I've just Googled there. Oof. Yeah, that's... That's not fun. That's not and it, fun. And it was. It was I've, I've only watched that game once. I've watched the game before it quite a few times, but I've only watched that game once. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Chargers have some st- real stars on their team. Ken, uh, Kellen yeah, Winslow, Kellen Winslow. Because the game before front. was was what was um, Kellen Winslow being helped off the field? That yeah. iconic, uh, like shot of him being helped off the field. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. This is the this is the amazing thing about the NFL. You know, I often talk about resilience, um, grit, and determination in the National Hockey League. You know, they're skating one minute in Washington, and then the next week, uh, next day, they're heading down to Jacksonville to skate there. You know, where you're on the ice. Generally, most of the uh, arenas are of a similar temperature, but there we are in the NFL. One minute you're playing plus thirty one uh, degrees. Uh, 80 odd in old money uh, in, in Miami, and the next thing uh, you're literally playing with the uh, polar bears and the Eskimos. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, but you know the sport rolls on. Dan, the Chargers are alive. Two of who? Yeah, Two yeah. Of who? No, no idea. No idea. What? Ten, ten of um, ten of twenty eight. There we go. Ten of twenty eight, hundred forty four yards, and a touchdown. Chargers roll the Dolphins twenty three seventeen. What a game! When was... Many thought that we wouldn't um, come away with this victory. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> All of us. I mean, we did our damage in the second quarter, seventeen points. Yeah, we um, then again we, didn't do yeah. anything in the third quarter. We did score three points in the third quarter, which the brings fourth. us to yeah, uh, it brings us to a. A staggering like twelve points in the last ten weeks or something, but but I think the big news for me, Dan, is we had Mike Dub and Keenan Allen on the field. Justin Herbert, thirty-nine of fifty-one, three hundred sixty-seven yards and a touchdown, a rating of one hundred two point three. And I tell you what, all that despite giving up four sacks. But there was trusty old Mike, six receptions, one hundred sixteen yards on six targets as well. He caught everything. Yeah. And Including that that first one on the sideline where he just kind of body control shifts round the corner. What a, what a catch that was! But that guy was. is nothing but highlight catches. Correct. And Keenan, twelve receptions, ninety-two yards. You know, so despite again the lack of a running game, um, Austin Eckler did his best, but he still ends up with another hundred yards net. He's been an absolute uh, baller this season, mm-hmm. but. You know, we spoke in the previous show about bragging rights to uh, Justin being drafted in the same draft class. Oh, yeah. They were were a different class in that game. It was worlds apart watching those two. And and the commentators were fully on board with that, which is great as well. Like showing Justin Herbert turned up, played lights out. Tua turned up, 
and that was about it. Yeah. Um, now, Tua has been playing great this season, but he's, he's on a bit of a down at the moment. But I have no doubt that he will be a long-time great in this league. But it's nice to know that we had a, a prime-time game that Herbert turned up in and played in and played well in because he seems to always do that. And that's always nice. Yeah, agreed. And it was nice to see as well Kyle Van Neuwen registering a sack. Obviously, yeah, and quite well. a nice one as well. It was a nice, easy spin that he just kind of threw the shoulder, spun round, got the sack. It was just like, well, that was that was easy. Why haven't you been doing that for a while? Yeah. Well, this, this is a, this is interesting. The Dolphins have an OKO line. Just kind of get past that. Th- this is the thing, you know. We're we're celebrating here, Mike Dub and Keenan Allen playing a full game. Giveth with one hand, taketh with the other, because again, still no Joey Bosa, no Derwin James. So, yeah, both the, sets of I'd, I'd of, kind of been out of touch for a few days, and so to seek to turn on the game, uh, I, I recorded it and I watched it the next morning because screw time zones. Um, <laughs> turned it on and I was like, "There's no Derwin. That's a Lohi Gilman. What?" <laughs> so that was a bit of a shock. Um, but hey, we made it through. We got through without Derwin, without Joey. Um, and yeah, Derwin's still listed as doubtful for for this week. Yeah, we'll and come it's to unlikely. Yeah. Minute, but, yeah. you know, again, another one of our key superstars that um, are not able to... Yeah, a, a massive leader in that team. team. I mean, apart from, I think, touch wood, Austin Eckler is the only stud... On this entire roster, that's been able to fulfil uh, an entire campaign, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which means they'll probably get injured on uh, this weekend. Now I've said that, but I think I think the important thing was, you know, we were having a bit of a light-hearted uh, touch with with obviously self and, and John about you know the end of the season, morning, morning, another season gone by, but but we're still alive. If you look at the NFL playoff pictures, it is. And for those of you watching on. Uh, Streamyard, we've got a we've got a bit of a banner so you can follow along, but ultimately, Bills at number one, Chiefs at two, Ravens at three, Titans this week's opponents at four. They had the AFC South with the seven six record, similar to ours. Bengals at five, Dolphins at six, Patriots at seventh, despite With being third be- in the AFC East, and then Chargers at seven six uh, on the bubble at number eight. Being us and what the the Jets. Jets are also seven and six. They are. They're ninth. Yeah. Now, Jacksonville beat Titans last week, which keeps everything nice and um, tight. You know, the Raiders went on that incredible run of kept winning games, but they they stubbed their toe last weekend. So, what a shame. It, it, exactly. <laughs> what a shame. But it just goes to show you that how, how every game is important, um, especially at this time of the season. Um, but this is a team that, as in the LA Chargers, that doesn't seem to be lying down and giving up right now. And, and that's all we can ask for. It is literally every, as we have come to expect over recent seasons, this is now a situation where it is a playoff game every time we step over that white line, um, come kickoff. Um, Justin Herbert, for me, is still the best chance of us winning a game. And there's been a lot of talk on on the uh, on the internet forums and the inter- and the major internet websites of of talking about um, Justin's uh, regression in the in the second half. 
there's lots of different uh, reasons for that. You know, the fact that our O-line's pretty banged up. Um, the fact that we've not, we've not had a uh, sustainable uh, receiver core, etc. The fact that he's still recovering from the injury, he'd, he'd probably not be 100% fit. There are many metrics. DVOA only gives you part of that story. Um, but while ever Herbert's got the ball, the football in his hands, while ever he's got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen downfield, and while ever Austin Eckler is on the field, you could probably put you and I in at right and left guard, and he could probably still make some plays and, and move the chains. Yeah, which does make it hard to kind of judge how Zion's doing. Yeah, because it's like he's he's not noticeably great or bad at all. He's just there. And he's always there. Um, and you, I think, is is his true potential being reached without the other players being around him, or are we are we seeing the best of him? I don't, don't really know. Um, but uh, just to jump back a couple of minutes, you mentioned studs that have been there every game, and um, we we got a touch on Drew Tranquil has played every game. Ooh, um, yes. there's another one there. Can't discount. He's now what it was. Week four, week three, he took over the defensive. Um, he got the green dot. He is the the kind of leader there on defense. And I think at that point, that's when he kind of started ramping yeah. up in his performance. And I, I was saying to my wife the other day, like, ah, part of me wants another jersey. I know I can't afford another jersey. But <laughs> I'd go, I've got Bosa. I've got James. I've got Herbert. I've got Allen. Would I go Eckler? Would I go Tranquil? I don't know. Um, but there's there's a couple of guys there who have really shown up this year and done what is expected of them. Yeah, I think you're right. And and Drew, on my part, bad bad uh, bad form. Drew's been absolutely outstanding this season, uh, and he deserves all the credit you can get. And I think that a tranquil jersey wouldn't be a bad shout. Um, it, oddly enough, I was I was going through my locker earlier on what we're going to wear today. I thought, do you know what? Let's have a bit of Phil Semba. Um, yeah, I, I thought about putting on a Rivers jersey well, today, but I've gone with the I've gone with the, the navy bosa. I've got the sort of performance vapor jersey, whatever they call it. It's it's, it's really good material. It's my favourite Chargers jersey. Um, Phil Rivers. I don't know why I was sat at the uh, I was sat the other day waiting for wife to finish work, just parked up there, just in my own thoughts, and just caught myself thinking about Philip Rivers and whether or not we'd ever see him back in the Chargers building, some sort of a coaching or a ambassador role. So that was the primer for, for for wearing today's shirt. But going back to Zion Maybe Johnson, I'll put on, a, I'll put on a, a Rivers jersey tomorrow for the game. <laughs> happy days. Well, go back to Zion Johnson. I mean. The last two games, he's given up uh, a pressure. Um, his last sack was against Kansas City Chief, and he's only given up three sacks this season. So I think he has been up and down. When you look at his PFF uh, gradings on, on pos, uh, pass block, it, it runs anything from 23.7 against the Chiefs in Week 11 to a uh, season high against the, the Raiders, 77, last time up. Uh, in week 13, last time out against Miami, he he didn't perform as good, but he still only gave up one pressure. So I, I think what we're seeing from, from Zion Johnson in a, what we could only describe as a very makeshift offensive line, is a player with lots of ability uh, and lots of self-belief. And I think one thing that we can be guaranteed is going forward, certainly 
in year three, I would I would argue we're going to see an absolute lights out offensive lineman. You know, yeah, I, it, I, I, it I would takes argue a couple of years with the O line. It does. It does. Uh, and, apart from the rare cases like Rashawn like, Slater. Yes, yeah. and I I would I would argue that um, Zion Johnson can be as good, if not better, than uh, Feeler out there at left guard. Um, but uh, for, for for a rookie to come in and, and play alongside Will Clapp and Corey Lindsley uh, and, and keep trying to adjust every other week, he's got a different um, body at right tackle. So I think we have to give him a bit of kudos, a bit of a, a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. And when he's given up five pressures against Denver in, in week six, it's like, well, okay. You know, you have to take the rough with the smooth. Uh, and again, look at the entire picture and, and trying to work out what's going on, um, as opposed to saying, oh, his mechanics are wrong, or he's not reading the game correctly. Um, I think, was it the was it the Jaguars game? I might be wrong. When, when Will Clatt was in and he kind of turned his back and the uh, the running back squeezed into the A-gap and, and Zion found himself in no man's land. Now, that's not really yeah. his fault. He's he's obviously looking at the area of the field that he's responsible for, but when your centre is getting themselves into position where they're not doing their job, well then the right guard's duties are almost impossible to fulfil. Yeah, yeah, and especially he's had so much volatility around him with Corey Lindsley going down and Will Clapp coming in a few times with um, the right tackle slot being kind of up in the air with. Uh, uh, Pipkins being injured. Um, it's kind of, it's been a, an interesting rookie season for sure. Yeah, but I, I think we had a we had a another rookie step in this week um, and yeah. make a few plays, and uh, just Sir Taylor uh, stepped up because Bryce Callahan was also missing. Yes, which is a shame. Just Sir Taylor got targeted pretty early on and um, showed up. Did did what was what was needed. Um, I mean, there was a lot of talk about. Taylor in the preseason uh, during training camp, so it was it was cool to see him get a get a game. I'm not sure that I want him getting many games at the moment, but it's one to keep an eye on for the future. I mean, you'd want um, you'd want Mike Davis out there uh, and Asante Samuel uh, at the moment. Asante's not having the best few weeks, I guess, but Mike Davis showed up, did pretty good stuff. Um, he's had a good couple of games. Mike Davis is probably playing the best football of his career, to be honest. Mm. Um, but this, which is, is good to see, because I mean, he kind of got written off as a well. We've got JC Jackson now. We don't need Mike Davis. But go back a couple of years, Mike Davis was pretty decent. Um, back when we had uh, a Chris Harris, Mike Davis was the better corner. Back when we had Casey Hayward, at the end of Casey's time with us, it was like, well, Mike Davis was pretty good. I mean, he's been excellent in coverage the last two uh, weeks, Mike Davis. Um, but this is another point. We've got another player now on the back of Drew Tranquil. We've now got Mike Davis stepping up. Giveth in one hand, taketh in the other, because yeah. we're not able to put all the pieces on the field at the same time. You know, JC Jackson, he, he's done for the season. Joey Bosa could be done for the season. We've, we've had spells without Khalil Mack. It's almost like he's trying to make... It's like for for anyone that's new to the sport, you know what what I'm trying to say to you is trying to create the ultimate meat feast pizza, but you've only got bacon to put on your pizza. 
You know, the the the, the potential there. The that bacon is, is there. That is, the, it is, it is there the whole time. The, the bacon's there, but there's no pepper. There's, there's no spicy sausage. There's no yeah. spicy chicken. There's no beef. You get the picture. Um, well, there's get, like one bit of beef. Yeah. The, well, yeah. Yeah, or there's there's one, or we'll we'll try and substitute somewhere else. Oh, well, I tell you what, we'll get some uh, corn on there. <laughs> no, please stop doing that. And it's it's just typical charges, you know. Yeah. If if it's not one person, it's another. Um, and I think we're just going to have to roll with this now until we can reset. Yeah, but at it, least it, I think we're in a better position than we have been when it comes to depth in in previous years because there's there's guys there that you have some faith in like Alohi Gilman came in did well uh he played a couple of games last year and did well I think he did well against Kansas City last year um I think that was last year it's been a long season <laughs> and then you, know, you had actually. like um Morgan Fox has been playing fairly decently you've got uh Fajoko's getting some game time Joe Gaziano's getting some game time and it's like I don't hate that these guys are in there um Chris Rumpf he's, he's he still exists um, but none of these guys are like, I mean, you go back, what, 10 years and you're like, oh, yeah, we'll just throw Larry English in there. That will go fine. And it never went fine. Um, but I'd say last year compared to this year, we, we've got better depth or yeah, at think, least the players have... that are in that lower kind of tier have kind of stepped up a bit more, but then <clears> they've <throat> had to because the upper tier has just gone. Yeah. And I think it's, it's led to a, look, we've got a seven and six record. We look average, and I like to use DVOA as a metric, and I like to mm. look at the PFF stats as a metric. I like to look at uh, the, the the box score as a metric. You've got to put it all together to get the, the bigger picture. But when you look across the board at the PFF stats, our elite players of Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Mike Dub on offense, they're only graded um, in, this, in the mid-70s. On the other side of the football, there's only one actual Believe it or not, we've only got one player that's been graded in the mid-70s. That's Khalil Mack. Everybody else is under 70. Um, and you look at the, our offensive line, the insurance policy to protect Herbert from taking all these hits. Matt Feeler, 50. Hmm. You know, Corey Lindsley, un- under 70. Solia is obviously had to step in in the absence of uh, Rashawn Slay. You can expect him to be around... Uh, the, the the 60 to 80 mark he's yeah. currently at 69.5 Trey Pipkins has been awful 55.1 he's done a job when it needs to be but we, we've just started got, off pretty strong yeah yeah we, we, we've just got you know we, we've got lots of alarm bells everywhere and, and when you're even when your elite players are only playing uh, or, or being graded um, an average mark it kind of tells a, a story I mean Herbert, for the most part of the season, has been playing lights out, scrambling, making plays. And I think we're going to see more and more of this going forward. I'll just be one second. Sorry. Sorry, Ross. I'm going to go to an advert. We're going to go to an advert. Hey, Bolt fam. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's my go-to when betting on the NFL this season. Yeah, same game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options. What more do you want? Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. 
Check this out. Right now, everyone can end up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, points totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win the game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Charge Up Bolts podcast. You're joined by uh, myself, John Woods Jr. and Dan King. We have been talking number 17, Philip Rivers, on week 15, just around the corner. We're facing another 17, a veteran of the game, Ryan Tannehill and the 7-6 and six Titans, currently seeded fourth in the AFC playoff hunt. Titans are a very interesting team, Dan, in the fact that they've got some quality players. They haven't lived up to expectations. And they, like the Chargers, can find ways to lose. Coming off against an, an awful 36-22 defeat to uh, Jacksonville uh, last weekend. Big question this weekend is, can we stop Ryan Tannehill? <clears throat> and more importantly, can we stop Derek Henry from running a ton of yards uh, against our 25th ranked Russian DVOA defense. I think we could stop Tannehill, hopefully. I don't have much faith that we could stop Derek Henry once he gets going. Um, but we just have to keep the ball. And then then maybe we'll be okay. Um, but the, you, you say the Titans are interesting. They really are, because they're coming off not just a loss to the, the Jags, they're on a three-game losing streak. Um and they're just hanging on to first in their division. So you got to think they're going to be playing tough. They're going to be playing mad. Um, and hopefully they play with too much emotion and not enough brain. And that, that leads leads to some gaps, uh, some spots we can exploit. Because I, I don't see us in just put, put us up against the Titans the way we've been playing. I don't see us winning. Um, but I I am hopeful, whereas this time last week, a little less hope. Well, we'll come on to the predictions later on in the uh, show, but I think for many of us Chargers fans on this side of the pond, Tennessee, Los Angeles Chargers um, will always be a, what's the word I'm looking for, a, a fond uh, matchup because of obviously the, the game at the Wembley Wembley Stadium, yeah, which was which was amazing. And if you think back to that one, Chargers' first possession, Phil Rivers launched that seventy-two yard bomb down to Tyrell Williams, yep. and then the game. Did we not stop? I think I think the, the Titans run a fourth and one right at the end of the game, and we managed yep. to stop them. It, yep. it was amazing. Um, that was, was right in front of me as well. I was with um, I was sat behind. God. Dan Feeney. I was sat behind Dan Feeney's family. Um, and I forget who was it. It was a defensive back who then went on to the Patriots and I'm blanking on his name, made the crucial breakup on the fourth down uh, as it was thrown into our end zone. 
Yeah, my mind's gone blank now. Yeah. Clark, I keep thinking about is that Philip Rivers uh, touchdown to yeah. Tyrell Williams, uh, and me being Again, disappointed. That sideline, same sideline. That was it was a good a good side to pick <clears throat> to sit on. Yeah, we we were where I was sat. There was there was a few Titans fans, a two few Chargers fans. I think I was two seats from the very back of the stadium. So I'd uh, what you call a slightly elevated. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tactical view. game. Yeah, but that's that. I'll, I can still see that ball now traveling downfield. <laughs> big Phil with his with his uh, you know unconventional throw. Um, so yeah, Tennessee Chargers always going to have uh, fond memories for, for many of us. Um, let's hope the Chargers are heading back to London in the next uh, uh, year or so. But get, getting back to this weekend's game, another must win. But for both teams, Mike Vrabel's had his. Uh, challenges this season uh, on and off the field. He'll be well aware that um, the Chargers are giving up sacks and that the, the pressure can be had. Uh, Adrian Phillips. Adrian Phillips, that's the badger. Got there. He, he, we got there in the end. Um, I, I actually liked Adrian Phillips for what it's worth. Yeah, um, But the, the Chargers now are, are in a position where if we keep winning, we'll claw our way back into a position and a seat at January football. It's whether or not we can hold Derrick Henry. I think there's only Josh Jacobs has rushed for more yards than Henry. Whether or not we can um, limit uh, uh, Hooper's opportunities, that the tight end has been playing well there um, under, under Tannehill's uh, uh, offence. Um, but <clears throat> the, the the big thing is, is are, are we going to be able to keep our key players on the field without getting injured. Now, before we're recording this on a Saturday morning, which is actually not bad because we've got the the live sort of um, injury report. As it stands, Bryce Callahan is questionable. Derwin James looks like he's out. Um, didn't practice all week. Uh, that quadriceps going to keep him out. Um, Zion, Ch- uh, Zion Johnson did participate in full practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sebastian Joseph Day, limited. I don't think we're going to see him. I don't think we're going to see Trey Pipkins, although he did participate in full practice. Jamari Solia, uh, he looks like he's set to play. And Mike Dubb, coming off a bit of an ankle injury, looks set to play as well. Where on the actual uh, opposition, the Titans got a whole host of injuries, including uh, Ryan Tannehill, who was limited Wednesday, but Thursday, Friday, he was good to go. So it's going to be interesting to see who um, isn't isn't fit for, for Titans. They've got seven players out, um, including uh, CJ Board, uh, Traylon Burks. Yeah, Traylon um, Burks has been ruled out with the concussion protocol. Yeah. So he's, he's definitely out for this. Amani Hooker at safety's out. Uh, Dontrell Williams running back, he's out. So, you know, the, the, the Titans will be sat here today in a similar vein of mind as the Chargers. Can our depth show up? You know, can we can we keep momentum? Can we can we eradicate the fumbles and the drop passes and just keep it clean? Um, and I think that's what this game's going to boil down to ultimately, uh, Dan, who, whoever makes the, the least mistakes on the field. Um, but there's still... There's the same old elephant in the room, and that's at our third quarter performances. <laughs> you know, um, let's can we can we try and get double digits 
in the third quarter. It would be great if we could. It'd be nice, even if it wasn't double digits, but we just scored twice. Like maybe two field goals. I'd be I'd be over the moon with that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, field goals, special it, it, teams have, have been great again. Yeah, um, it, yeah. it's just you really have to out. question the coaching when it when it comes to the third quarter. I'll always think, well, it's it's other teams are making adjustments and we're not. It's, yeah. it's always how I'll see it. I, I won't ever put that down to Herbert regressing in the third quarter because he's going out there and doing what he's been told to do. And he's doing it well. It's just what he's being told to do is madness. Yeah, and, and it is. And I think we've just got to we've just got to hope and pray it is literally a quarter to quarter season now not even game to game <clears throat> because it we have got an ability to start off really fast uh, and i just wonder what the chargers coaching staff are doing to address this third quarter issue they might just be blowing off and say it's one of those things we can get by but i think from an anxiety level that the fans are <laughs> you know are, are in sort of uh, counselling now for these these second half performances um the last thing we want is is Derrick Henry to find his mojo in the third or fourth quarter and then we're unable to respond because we've let the game slip away and you know trying to avoid those three and outs that we had in, in previous weeks so yeah I still believe Herbert to Hallen, Herbert to Mike Dub let let Austin Eckler do his things as a hybrid back. And I think that's where we can leverage our strengths on offence. On defence, it's just about players stepping up and making individual uh, plays, as we've seen, like Davis, Drew Tranquil. You know, um, we need to see a bit more from Khalil Mack, which is very difficult when your partner in crime is out on the sidelines. And yeah. we're not seeing anything from... At least he some... was on the sidelines. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's it, we it's, know he's there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to see him this season, do you? No, I think I think at this point, if we make the playoffs, we might. Yeah, but I because I think were we to make the playoffs, I think Joey Bosa would be very much saying, "Hey, I'm fine. Put me in." Um, because I think he would see that as a responsibility <laughs> to be there. Um, even if he's got like a, a lingering niggle or something there, I think we'd see we'd see Bosa. But you know, that's a big if. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna need everyone to tackle like Bosa on Sunday because yeah, if it's anything everyone like, to tackle like Derwin James, everyone yes. to tackle like Bosa. Well, if it's anything like the 49ers game where we we, we loaded the box um six man front, you know, that's what may be needed again against Derek. I Henry. don't know that we've got a six man front well, anymore. We'll have to find six man <laughs> somewhere. I, I don't know how we just put do six it. guys there. Yeah, it's can, fine. Uh, can our tight ends play uh, defensive linemen? <laughs> yeah, Trey McKitty's good at blocking, right? Maybe he's good at tackling. Yeah, Austin Eckler's good at blocking as well. Let's, yeah, let's just, let's just Austin, just play for the full sixty minutes, dude. Speaking um, of Eckler, did you see the um, the video that got put out? Um, by the Chargers social media team about Austin Eckler for the Pro Bowl. Talking about how big NFL don't want Austin there. Yep. Um, but, very oh, clever. That was, that was, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. It's very clever. Um, and I, do you know, I think across sports, there are, um, whether it's soccer, baseball, basketball, <laughs> hockey, uh, football, I think they're the perceived 
sort of fashionable teams and those that are, uh, are deemed not so fashionable. Uh, you could you could argue that the Chargers weren't so fashionable when we played at the StubHub and we had like 3,000 <laughs> yeah. fans there. But I, I don't think that the, the, the wider football community can ignore that the Chargers uh, are not elevated, not the fact that we've just got a, a shiny new stadium, we've got lots and lots and lots of season ticket holders, but the fact that we've got an outstanding... You know, yeah, we've definitely got some highlight four quarterback. Yeah, we have. Um, and it would be a shame to see Austin Heckler uh, not make the Pro Bowl. Uh, oh, small yeah. consolation. I mean, I don't know inside the NFL community amongst the pros. I really don't know what they think of, of the Pro Bowl. I voted uh, for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what their thoughts are, whether it's just uh, so what? If I get it, I get it. You know, cause, uh, years ago, it was very prestigious. If you remember around 2013, 2014, there's a lot of uh, negative comments on social media when the game was played in Hawaii. This is boring, etc. Yeah. It, it, ultimately, it's an exhibition game. But the stuff I love is I love seeing like the the showcase, like ah, oh, it's the quarterback skills challenge. I yeah. love watching that stuff, and I, I, it's always nicer when you've got like that's my guy. He's out there. He's yeah. doing that. Um, and I, I'd like to think that the players enjoy those things as well, uh, like the. The catch challenges, the the dummy tackle drills, just to show off, just to show off. Hey, look, I'm going to do some one handed catches on the sideline, um, and I think Austin Eckler deserves to go um, for sure. It'll be good to see him go. Oh yeah, he's outstanding, and he, he may not have the most rushing yards, he may not have I the think... most receiving yards, but together, he's he's been an absolutely electric player this year once he got going in like week four um then yeah he's been fairly fairly consistent since then i think what we've learned from this season is how do you judge how good a player is you judge him when he's not there so when we've lost joey bowser we've lost Corey lindsley when we had a walking wounded justin herbert you actually realize how good that player is. Now, had we not had Austin Eckler for any of these games, I think we'd seen even an even weaker uh, running game. Um, again, yeah, I mean, highlighting kind of, how important he is. You kind of see it with um, even with Josh Kelly when Joshua Kelly's come back in the last <clears throat> last week or so. He looked good, and it's made a difference having him there. And you're just like, yeah, God, can you remember when we were playing Sony Michelle? Yeah, it's like mm, that was less than ideal. Um, but Joshua Kelly is, <coughs> to his credit, come back and run hard. And then um, you've got, like, uh, who else? Uh, Keenan Allen. Just touch on Keenan Allen again. He's come back and he already has just shy. He, he's on 400 yards. Um, the top Titans receiver this, yard, uh, this year, um, Robert Woods, 406. Yeah. And it's it's just like, this guy's a difference maker. Like you saw how how um, hyped up he was when he got that touchdown a couple of weeks ago um, to pull us closer to the Raiders. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great having these highlight players back. It's just a shame we don't have all of them back. Yeah, yeah. I mean Robert Woods is is an interesting one because I don't think the the Titans have seen. The best of him, no, and I whether that's on the Titans and the fact that they've got Ryan Tannehill as quarterback, I don't know. 
I've I like I I appreciate Ryan Tannehill, but I I think I appreciate him fairly uh, as he's not one of the elite. He's not one of the the top guys, but he's serviceable. He's there. He does what's needed, and let's be honest, the team runs through Derrick Henry. So yeah, I, I don't, he's I mean... the bigger the bigger sticking point there. I mean, you know, between 2018, 2020, um, Robert Woods, he, he averaged over a thousand snaps. And then in 2021, that, that dropped off to under, under, one, under 600. And he's only had about 580, that's 589 snaps this season. So in, in terms of productivity, uh, he has tailed off. Um, yeah, but, their top receiver, Robert Woods, is 76th in receiving yards. Yeah. Which is it's wild that a team's top receiver is 76th when there are only 32 teams. I mean, he was drafted the same year as uh, Keenan, I believe, wasn't he? 2013. I think so, yeah. Second right. round pick. But yeah, again, we talk Bobby about trees. these players that have, have been disappointed throughout the season and all of a sudden they turn up with a 100 yard game. So Yeah, <laughs> against <laughs> us. <laughs> we need to. We need to avoid doing that. Yeah, um, so Robert Woods is going to go for 200 yards against us. Um, Derrick Henry, 240 yards on the ground. Chargers are going to get blown up 50 zip. That's not happening. That's not happening. No. Dan, I've got a good feeling about this game. I, I'm completely different mindset to what I was last week. And it just goes to show you how a good win against Miami sort of lifts the mood and the fact that we've seen Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen looking like their old selves. Predictions, come on. Um, I think whatever happens, it'll be close. We always play teams close, regardless of how good they are or how bad they are. We will play every game to within a score. Um, I think the Titans will be playing hard. I think, where, where is this game? Are we at home or are we in Tennessee? Tennessee. Yep, yep. We're, I oh know we're, we're at home. So, sorry, at home I'm, versus sorry, I Tennessee. A, yes. I missed a question. What did you say? Uh, where are we? Are we at home or away? But we're at home. Uh, so we're we're at home. I think um, that being at home is going to give us the edge there. Uh, and I think uh, call it twenty three seventeen. Ooh, well, I'm going. I'm going. What to Chargers? Wait, that's exact. That's how. That's the score we beat the Dolphins by. Let's change it twenty three twenty Chargers. All right, okay. <laughs> that's interesting because I've already before we came on air, I'd already written down twenty. Four twenty-one charges, very similar. Then, bold uh, but yeah, prediction. I think I think bold prediction. A... I've got a bold prediction. Oh yeah, go for it. Charges score all their points in the second half. That is bold prediction. I like it. <laughs> that that is bolder than my head. By the way, <laughs> I I wonder when was when was the last time? Let's go. Okay, charges have a running back go over fifty yards. Because that's not happened for a while. Ooh, that's, um, two, that's two bold predictions, you know. We've that's only happened three times this year. <clears throat> Eckler had 173 against the Browns, 60 against the Texans, and 83 against the Chiefs. That's it. This could be the year that the Chargers win the Super Bowl without a running Any game. year could be. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We got Joshua Kelly back. It's, it's fine. What, Charged up Bolt's favourite, Joshua Kelly. Spiller, what's happening? Yeah, I don't know. He's he's there. 
Um, there, there's got to be something going on there, whether it's just adapting to the NFL level or picking up the playbook, learning blocking schemes. We know that it's very, very high on blocking. Uh, every coach is very high on blocking, though. So, but I don't know. It'll, it'll be good to see. Uh, it'll good be good to see what another coach does. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I think, think we are heading in that direction. This this is a this is an interesting game because I, if we if we lose this, you, you, you're gonna have to put a fork in the season. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I mean, if we it. lose this, we've got what the Colts and the Rams and the Broncos three yeah. very winnable games. But in that in that same time, we're then looking at a situation where <clears throat> you know yeah, it's out of our seed, hands. Yeah, seven seeds no longer in in our grasp. So. We've just got to keep winning. And I think for the fan base as well, it, I, you mentioned it earlier, it seems like a long season. It does seem like a long season. So I think personally that we will go uh, into this game and just go lights out for the win, keep the season alive. Um, yeah, and even it's, if we, the, it's at home. We've got to. We did say at the start of the season, the minimum for this team before the injuries and the shenanigans with JC Jackson having that late foot, uh, late preseason foot surgery, ankle surgery, mm-hmm. that the playoffs was the bare minimum for this team. And, and that nothing changes. Nothing yeah. changes. Let's hope that we can get to the playoffs. Let's hope that Joey Bose comes back. But that all starts with the game against Tennessee. Put that one to bed. I, I'm comfortable that we can take the momentum into the next game. Um, and and just see what happens. Um, we're not going to win the division. It was always a long shot anyway. So the best we can hope for is, is a wild card spot. But it all starts again next week. And we're going to be sat here in midweek talking about it all starts again on Sunday because it's now player football, even though it's not player football. Yep. Dan, it's been good to chat as everybody. Oh, for um, sure. And it's going to be an interesting couple of months. It is. And the good thing is, it's the holiday season, which means that there's a bit less pressure on the likes of you and I staying up to the wee hours of the morning, you know, going to work with those uh, matchsticks in. Um, Christmas next week. Let's hope that Santa brings us two victories between now and then. That would be really nice, wouldn't it? I don't know. We've only got one game between now and Christmas. That's the Titans. We play after Christmas. We do next week. We do. We do. We play having, having Christmas night. night. We do having Christmas on a Sunday. It really screws up yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the old body clock. Uh, yeah, that's bo- Boxing Day football uh, for yep. our US listeners. Boxing Day soccer in the UK is massive. Every club plays up and down all the leagues, but we've got real football on Boxing Day this year because the Chargers are playing. So, but before that, let's beat the Titans. Let, let's put uh, Tennessee to bed, uh, move on to the next one. And then that playoff seat, that wild card seat at the table looks a little bit warmer because at the minute it's lukewarm. We need to be warm. We need to clinch it. We need to be sat down there, putting Justin Herbert on the field to play January football. That's really what we want. You've listened to the Charge at Bolts podcast. Where can we find you on socials, Dan? Uh, so you can find me at UKLA Chargers. You can find the podcast on YouTube uh, on youtube.com slash 
at charged up bolts. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm at endzone85. Um, thank you for putting it with my slightly uh, stuffy nose. Um, the, the flu's doing its rounds in the UK at the moment. Most people are off with a cough or a cold, uh, hence this uh, delayed show. Enjoy the game Sunday, folks, and we'll be back in midweek to talk Titans and then on to the next one. Enjoy your weekend and bolt up. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.